This episode of Ergo is brought to you by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad, so we didn't. Enjoy the show. Hello. Good day to you all. This is Ergo here on WHPK. That's true. That is true. Ergoradio.com if you're fancy and on the internet. That's also factual. I am Kiss. I am Damon. And what we do here is we bring you conversations. You know what? Let's rewind yeah, that back. <laughs> I'm Dame today. Let's let's throw it out there. We're going straight nickname. We're going straight Dame. Wow, wow! You must be feeling really hey, good today. Hey, life is beautiful. You gotta appreciate it while you can. You know, you can't always see the colors in the right here. Oh my goodness! Well, what we do here is showcase the folks reshaping the culture of our city for the more equitable and the more creative. Each week, a different live, long-form conversation with an artist, writer, organizer person making cool stuff and reimagining our world how you feeling dame i'm i am feeling good actually all the uh, colors in the rainbow and everything yeah yeah i i'm getting concerned now that i have like fits of mania because i've been excitingly productive in the last Mm -hmm. couple days Mm -hmm. and i'm starting to see it as a pattern of like this is a this is an interesting wave two sides of the coin flipping flipping flop here so i'm trying it's weird i'm like excited about it but then it's also like emotional it's my it's my testimony from a radio standpoint the manic you is definitely a better host (laughs) (laughs) i would like to see somebody go back and try to try to pinpoint (laughs) the waves of it Um, how about you you are glasses up yeah no looking like looking like you know how to press some buttons <laughs> i'm feeling all right i have like my uh my college radio outfit on right now ah. i feel like uh, which it was unintentional but i'm not as far from it as, yeah. I, as I thought i was oh, you're not too far from your bead though that's kind of kind of our a college radio outfit wearer if this is a college outfit radio if we're accepting yeah, that premise. i think we're accepting that premise sure. anyway why don't we uh first well, we have a very yeah we have community. a very special guest very very but oh, as always let's, let's announce the community i got i got one what do you for got the community you got you my got. hands are ashy and i feel like i should be held accountable <laughs> communally well that can is anyone, first can first and foremost some uh, some uh, lotion away no i think i need to suffer the consequences <laughs> unless I, I guess by have us oh wow that's love guests never um, come with gifts this is, this is impressive oh, <laughs> oh we got lotion oh, in the past lotion to butter this is what i need the young oh, cocoa yeah. butter a couple while while you're lotioning while you're buttering up a oh, couple man. community announcements. First of all, uh, at these lip corners and everything. We're gonna make this a one-stop shop. We're gonna we're gonna maximize this. <laughs> oh, my oh man. So tonight at East Room, uh Shante Ergo alum and the rest of her collective, uh, they're doing their weekly or monthly DJ night uh pussy control. That's tonight. You should come through. I believe that's free. And then also on Saturday, um our friend Eric over at the Silver Room has the kickoff party to Silver Room's 20th anniversary. Oh, damn. That's uh, Saturday evening from 7 to 11 at the, at the shop on 53rd. So oh, make shit, sure you go through support. We up here, man. Yeah. Very soon. That's something we, we, we slipped on. Before the 25th anniversary, yeah, at least. Yeah. yeah. Anything, uh, else, anything else you want to throw uh, out? Yeah, but also just like it's been a minute since I made that East Room move. It was just funny to hear East mm-hmm. Room and the announcement. Shout out to Shantae. Shout out to sometimes, Esquire. Sometimes I announce things that I'm not going to go <laughs> Yeah, to, but people, but people should know. People do people go should to. know. Yeah. I could have a real conversation started with this uh, with this young broken foot. I'm, I'm, I'm the king of sympathy right now. All I need is a, a puppy. You got sympathy and empathy. And, yeah, yeah all I need good. is a puppy and a, an adopted baby. And I could just, <laughs> I could be the center of attention like I need to be. Um, December 30th, which is not New Year's Eve. It is the day before. There's a Black Magic kickback at the Breather Room Space, 1434 West 51st. Shout out to Pops. Uh, he's part of a, a big sh- comedy show at the Horseshoe Casino out in, I think, was the Hammond, uh, the 28th and the 29th. Uh, also, shout out to D-Ray and Just Niche. They uh, holding it down at the Airy Crown, the 30th and 31st. I think we got all the plugs in. Why don't we go ahead and uh, oh, let's do, it. do what we oh, do. Let's do it. Our oh, very man. special guest today is a... I'm going to see how many synonyms for rapper I can come up with. <laughs> rapper, an MC, a mic controller. Just, oh, my God. He, he knows what he's doing with words. Folks, make some noise for Femdot. But I can't hey. tell. That that noise that one yes definitely. yes um, now I'm I'm not only am I excited because I am questioning if I am a manic person, <laughs> uh, but I'm excited to talk to you, brother. Hey, my God, man, I, that, that, it's it's cool because there's like this flow, and we kind of always start with this, like of the relationships we have yeah. with folks, and and you are somebody who I don't know very well, but have shared space with for a while, wow. uh-huh. and and what I know of you is that 
You rap very well. <laughs> Thanks. You are a kind spirit. Thanks, man. I be trying. And I learned one last time as we were kind of together is that you are Ghanaian. Nigerian, Nigerian wow. and you have some oh, big Ghanaian beef. That's what I was I was getting yeah, ready yeah, to okay, say. Okay, say. I, I mean, know there's know, some Jolof and you know, food, like good controversy to the rice. You yeah, me? they rice is just trash. But I love Ghanaian people. That my is sister in law is Ghanaian. <laughs> but as long as as long as you're not sitting at the table, we'll get to. We'll so get those to are my that. intros. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, let's start the show the way we always do, do, which is uh, on this day, in this moment, in this season. How is the world treating you and how are you treating the world? Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So that's how we're coming. Okay, great. Yes, this, uh, this is what we do. To start, I mean, how the world is treating me is... Uh, oh, yeah, watch your toe. I just is, kicked uh, Damon in his hurt toe. Oh, my goodness. Which was... Uh, I tried to put a sock on today. I thought it was going to be a big step. Nah. No, nah, it wasn't not, It's not, not happening. Not ready? No. Nah. Sheesh. Um, the world's treating me well, man. I mean, um, I'm in a pretty good place mentally. I think, like, I'm in a place where... Like, I have the ability to grow, which is like, you know, you're not always in that place where you mm-hmm. can, like, you know, you can, like, it, it, you know, there's room. I mean, there's a immense amount of room, but even just, like, in terms of, like, getting things that I want to get accomplished, like, they seem really visible. So that's really cool. Um, in terms of how I've been treating the world, uh, pretty cool. I've been trying to, at least, uh, just, you know, as cool as possible, trying to trying to put as much, like, good intentions and good vibes out as possible. Um yeah, that's really where I'm at right yeah. now. So it's actually not a bad place to be for real. Yeah, that was um, a good place. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? These are valid places. You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah. okay, this is going to be a great day. <laughs> that's <laughs> what's up. So you, you say you're in a place of growth. I, I, I kind of want to start there. Like yeah. growth, if you think about it kind of like naturally, is dependent upon conditions, right? Like yeah. the, the soil, the, the light, the water, the nutrients, right? Exactly. So what, what are the conditions that are, are fertile for your growth right now? Um. Besides, like, like creatively, I'm in a I'm in a space where like my mind is working, um, my support is is there, which is mm-hmm. soil, water, all that, you yeah, know. Yeah. So uh, and then like motivation wise, like my sister is like unnecessarily amazing. Like she's like uh, the captain of the Nigerian bobsled team that's going to the Winter Olympics. Oh wow! Um, I just saw that. Yeah, that's her. So we're just, we're <laughs> oh, that's top to notch. Throw a little yeah. wait. Tea time out. Wait, so, talk about rewind because I heard what you wait, said. Twenty second time out. You, you said the Nigerian. Yeah, the first ever like in all of Africa. Like so, not even just Nigeria, but like men and women first ever like to qualify for the Winter Olympics with any winter sport. With any um, winter sport, and this is yeah. bobsled. Was bobsledding? Yeah. So it's it's just like her. It's <laughs> that's like, crazy. I think I saw that so that's yeah, why it's been like she was on Ellen and like CNN and all other stuff so like but that like if you talk about like motivation like yeah, yeah. you got like, a lot to live like up my to. sister you're trying, you're my sister lit- yeah. literally just made like history <laughs> like not even history on some like oh just for the crib like I'm talking yeah. about like history for the, for the people like, for the nation for the continent the diaspora continent. of two, people <laughs> technically two of them cause you know what I'm saying she was born in America you know what I'm saying yeah. so it's like so yeah, so nah, that's top notch. Uh, motivation. I got a dope thing. ass big big sister, but she's but not. Olymp- she not. She's not an Olympian. I mean, your sister yeah. pretty raw. Though, yeah, don't yeah. You? Don't, don't, no, you know no, no slight. No ever. Slight, but, but you ever seen her try no to sled? Though? You know, no, I might, I might get her in that one. I've not seen her try to sled. That is true. The heels and the legs don't do well. The heels and the legs don't do it. Fishnets provide extra resistance. I think that's the extent to my like bobsled. <laughs> Everything else would be cool running Cordy yeah, from yeah. here. Yeah, I a lot of promise cool you that we will talk about you, but I want to talk about her for one Please, more minute. I could talk about her all day. <laughs> First of all, shout out to her. A fit, Super shout out. Shout Official out. Big shout out documented shout out. Olympian shout out. <laughs> this is incredible. How did this happen? She, yeah. What the, like, in the, mo- just start. in the most simplest format. So mind you, she's already an Olympian. She ran in the 2012 Olympics for Nigeria. Uh, she did hurdles or whatever, and then she retired from track and was like, or whatever, uh, literally. <laughs> and um, she was like, she retired from track, but she still wanted to do something. So she was like, a lot of like other hurdlers, like Lolo Jones and these other people, decided to start looking into bobsledding, like on the U.S. team. Mm. So she's like, mm, maybe I should try that. And she asked us, and she's the type of person that if she says she's going to do something, she's going to do it. So she was, she could have asked us, like, so I'm going to be an astronaut. I'm like, true. Let me know how <laughs> Mars is. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was like, I'm going to do bobsledding. So we're like, all right, cool. So she tries out. So she decides to do it. Goes to the combine. Like just starts training. Goes to the combine. Where do you even train to bobsled? So she made her own bobsled out of wood. Called the, we call it the Mayflower. She built, constructed her own like makeshift bobsled out of wood because she lives in Houston. <laughs> so she constructed her own bobsled out of wood and was training with that. 
Okay, so the bobsled is only a piece of the you, equation for me. You, you need like cold. ice and cold. Yeah, and but like the main thing is like getting the, the technique and stuff okay. down and stuff and like training. So like she did, she made her literally like she got planks. She went to Home Depot, got planks of wood and made her own bobs, makeshift bobsled and started training. Then went to the, had a combine. She went to the combine and qualified for the combine. So, all right, cool. So now she's on the U.S. team. So she was, like, started, you know, she started flying back and forth from from Houston to like, um, somewhere cold, like I would imagine Canada yeah. and stuff to train and stuff. Well, also signing up, she just got her degree in chiropractic and a master's in science and a master's in bachelor and a, and a bachelor's of science. She already has another master's and another bachelor's. She all got that while still doing <laughs> all of this. Like, like she, I was just in Houston last week because she just graduated and got her. She's a, now a chiropractor. <laughs> so she's steering with one hand and studying with the other. Pretty much. Yeah. Um. So then she said, "Okay, like." You know, I'm on his U.S. team, but like, you know, to be crazy, like we should have one for Nigeria, like, like as my gift, like as a gift to Nigeria, as like a gift to Nigeria and to the world. You know, like not even for her, just like I would really want to bring something like that. You know, start a federation. So she called us. She said, "I think I'm going to not do the U.S. team. I kind of want to start my own federation." Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but you know, like, like, so she's not just Bob. So she started it. Like she started, she made the, the call. Bobsled for the whole Winter <laughs> Olympic Federation in all of Nigeria, which then would have been the first Winter <laughs> Federation in all of Africa. It's really wild. So she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna. I think I want to start a federation. I think I want to do the bobsled team for Nigeria. Wouldn't that be dope?" And she asks us, and we're like, "Cool, let us know how it goes." You know I'm yeah, saying like, like you're gonna, like, you're, you're gonna do it. Like, so, 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 so my, the most important question to me is. Who do you want cast it as you in the soon to be syndicated on TBS movie? So it actually doesn't I'll matter. Be, it's gonna be Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> every biopic. Honestly, ever. it might be Chad. It might, it might, it might be. Ideally, you know what I'm saying? What's bro name from uh from Dope? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh I like him. I also liked him in uh in uh in uh get down. Yeah, you know? did. So, give, give your character some real like yeah, rhythm. Give, you know, give, you know, some, give me some, some maybe I'll get a move or something, man. You feel me? Like so Oh, we're gonna turn this into a movie musical. Don't worry. This yeah, will you know be a saying? musical. Yeah, so but yeah, no. Nah. Bob's like musical. <laughs> nah, yeah. but she, she's a goat, man. No, nah, really, she is. This I've never she, heard of a greater person. And she just so happens to be also the nicest person on the planet. It's just like how? Like, how do you find time to be nice to people? So when are the the winter Olympics. I don't even know when are the February. next February, like, uh, like two months. Yeah, like February. Where are they? In South Korea. Are you gonna go? Yeah, it'll be my first time leaving. The oh my god, uh, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> this is unbelievable. This is crazy. Wild, right? Yeah. 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 Are you? How are did you she find other Nigerian bobsled? So How did, just track all, other first other of all, like Houston, Texas, like mini Nigeria. They have the like the largest uh, uh, population yeah. of Nigerians outside of Nigeria, like in the world. Um, oh, and, yeah. fun fact. Fun fact. Teaching the people here. Yeah, we learn something. The more you day. know. <laughs> and um, but yeah, so she know she ran. You no, know, she ran track. So she knew a bunch of people who ran track as well and stuff. And she kind of like intersections. Yeah, she picked two people. Like she was like, "Yo, would y'all want to do this team with me?" And they were all both of Nigerian descent. Like we both, we all have like we all were born here, but we have Nigerian parents. So you know, both of Nigerian descent. And she kind of just brought them along and trained with her. It makes sense. I mean, I guess if you're an Olympic athlete and you compete in an Olympics. You know, the, uh, you, one, you know Olympians, and you're probably not going to be able to, like, compete in the same thing for that many more than two. Like, there's probably, like, I remember, like, with Michael Phelps, it's, like, a big deal that he was in, like, three Olympics. Yeah, I mean, because you think years, about that, that's you know? 12 years. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, And so if you're looking for a second career, might as well lose. Yeah. Winter, summer. Yeah. That's, yeah, so that, and it's really, like, it's so hard to do. Like, everyone thinks you're just hopping in. That's just, just super difficult. Did you try? Oh, I wouldn't dare. No? No. Nah. Do, you, do you, like, ice skate? No, I don't. No, <laughs> you prefer your water melted. Yeah. Hey, I'm not going to start a nice, like, I casual have, I've, ski. I've never been to... I, wanna to go, I think I'm going to go... I'm trying to go skiing in, like, March. Like, you know what I'm, I'm trying to go skiing with my best friend. Like, we was like, yo, let's go skiing. Because, like, I don't... Uh, the Winter Olympics would be a great place to, like... <laughs> to try, I'm sure they have, like, right. some, like, so, touristy... Like, yeah, I may, I may try some when I'm out there, but... You don't um, want to take a wrong turn and end up in the competition, though. This is true. That's <laughs> This is, a, this is where I parked my skis. Talking about touche, touche. That may be problematic. I don't know how to tra- like that was that was so that what, was the coolest story ever. Like, yeah, no, yeah I imagine that that means that's a, then a phenomenal like household. Then like that doesn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. My um, my oldest brother. Who that's has, how we're gonna transition. My older brother also you. taught me how to rap, so I owe him like my life. Um, is he has bro. Yeah, he just hey, he had he has two twin boys, my little nephews. Yo, they're dumb cute dog. Like, they're so cute dog. But anyway. So, so you're the youngest of three? I'm the youngest of four. Of so four. I have a I have a brother who's uh right in the middle, super close to me. He's an actor and a comedian. 
um, that lives in LA. And um, he's also super dope. He does his own podcast and all this other What's stuff. What's the name of the show? Give it the uh, It's called Do Sam Backwards. <laughs> and, you know, like, Prince is like dab. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> that name can work for sure. Yeah, he's super dope. Get some sponsoring too, I'm sure. Yeah, you Both know what I'm saying? Do Sam so, Backwards. You know like, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, you know, in due time, the sponsorship and all that will come. But he's super dope. So, um, and then like, it's him and then my sister and then my oldest brother who like, he like, he's kind of the more like traditional out of all of us. You know, he works corporate, like, but he works from home. Like, he's like, He's dope as hell too, like, but he's also like the music kind of so and the reason why we're all into music. And like he used to rap when he was younger, super hot, still thought he was, still think he was, like still my favorite rapper. But um, you know, like now he's like a very like responsible, you know what I'm saying? Like he's one of those adults you hear about. Yeah. He's one of those adults you wanna be like if you wanna be a cool adult. You know, like when mm-hmm. you have, when you wanna be an adult that doesn't do too much or go out, but like still is like cool as hell, like yeah, you wanna not, be him. He's not like completely washed no no he's not like textbook at all but like he's also not like not textbook <laughs> you know what I'm saying like sweet so yeah so he's super he's super dope and then, he's a workbook one man and then, yeah and his wife is his wife is super dope too he's definitely a workbook definitely I'm glad how happy that made you definitely like you know now you know, know, how you you know those joints you know those joints that come supplement to the textbook yeah, yeah. yeah that's exactly what he is so um, this is like the answers is in the back upside yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only the odds, though. Only the odds, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you, Those better, are... you better not assign me one, one eye question. Eye it's over with. It's a wrap. <laughs> check your answers, bet. <laughs> I'm gone. I'll tell you what. I'll cut out the middleman. I'll check it before I do the problem. Right. Yeah, Straight out of system. You want me to sign that for sure? Got you. <laughs> so this is an first of all an impressive set of of uh, children. Yeah. And, and, so when did if you're the youngest, when did you become friends with your siblings? Cause like I know when I was eighteen, me and my younger brother became friends. See, that's the thing. We've been friends since I was born. Like they just waited to bring me in. Like uh. by by like five, four or five. Like my sister used to like sing to me at night. Like she used to, mm. but she used to sing like Monica and like Jodeci. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? That's what I got. That was my lullabies at night. You know what I'm saying? My oh, brother. Pretty Ricky lullabies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I got all like SWV lullabies. And, and when, my, when my brother was, uh, like, my brother was, you know, like 10 or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would be following him around, playing ball with him. Like, we never, like, that's the thing. Most people, like, they become friends when they get older, but like, me and my siblings have literally been friends since I can remember. Y'all, y'all the first generation? Yeah. This sounds like. The only time I've heard of the anything like the American dream, like this yeah, is like, yeah, a, <laughs> like I want to let's get to the to the to to your peoples and your yeah. folks and the immigration story. And, yeah, and, man, my parents are are dope as hell. They knew each other like all their lives. My dad was one of the like best soccer players like in all oh of Nigeria God. at the time. <laughs> he created uh, ice ice soccer, right? <laughs> and, uh, but he just you know yeah, but he, that was just it. It was like high school. He was super dope. And then they have like a tournament named after him or something. Like, he's super raw. Um, but so like he was the man, you know what I'm saying? It's soccer in Africa, you yeah. feel me? So, but this before like it blew up internationally, but he was the man, you feel me? So, and my mom was just raw. Like she was like, a, she was super smart. She's like a pageant. Like she's doing like pageants and stuff. It's like my mom is super fine. Like so they were like both the you cool kids. Yeah, but like, so my mom was so like my mom, royalty. So my mom was not giving my dad no, but she's like, I don't need you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, cause you know, my dad was popular. So everybody's on him and she's like, I don't, I don't care. You know and they went saying? to, they went to school together. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, they knew, like, they, they knew each other. Um, like, um, my dad, like his younger sister was like friends with my mom and all, all other stuff. But like, Pretty much, my dad was trying to shoot a shot, and she was like, "I don't need you, dog," but I kind of like you, though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that was kind of how the love story happened, and then like, and then they ended up, you know, becoming a thing, and then like moving to America. And, so, where in and, Nigeria and, were they? Uh, so my, the Lagos. They were mm-hmm. in Lagos. Um, is where my my dad at uh, Lagosians is where. So that's where like you know we we we're centered at. Um, you still have family there? Yeah, most of my family is either there or spread out through Europe. But you said um, you've never left the country, so you haven't been. Uh, I haven't been. Is that a thing that's like we gotta like uh, on your yeah on we, your mind? No, we gotta make that happen. Oh oh oh! Like, I have no a, say yeah, in, a, in helping question, make it happen. But question: That is a thing that's let's do that soon, and especially now I can go. I'm gonna go back with all my siblings or whatever. Hmm. And like, there's gonna be a hall of fame built for your family. Yeah. <laughs> it's a disciplinary hall of fame specifically <laughs> for y'all. It's <laughs> time, but no, I can't wait to go. Um, but yeah, yeah, I definitely got to go. Like I was yeah. supposed to go when I was younger and like something fell through where I couldn't to like, but I definitely got to go. So when you think about going, what is that? Like, what are you imagining? Whether it's like the tangible or kind of the abstract, mm. like what does that place mean to you mm. at this point in your life? I mean, I feel like, um, cause as I've gotten older, 
you know, your parents become human and less like parents yeah, and people. Yeah, they become real people, yeah. And you start learning a lot about them and how they move and how they interact and stuff. So more or less just seeing my parents in that environment or seeing how people like react to them. Or even just in general, just, you know what I'm saying? Like once I like just being out in that area and knowing like this is where where everything called, this is the birth of us. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like it's, I think that is something that would be really interesting um, just to have. And then um, just to have like a perception of it. And, and, I, and Nigerians are really, 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 really prideful people, yeah. you know? So to be back there, it will bring a sense of, of pride that I've had, but like enhance it, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It, it'll be dope. Um, and then, like, I never was able to go and um, like see a lot of my grandparents before they yeah. passed because you know they're they're over there. Like, mm-hmm. I have I have one living grandparent that lives there now, and she's mm-hmm. I've seen her because she came to America. Mm-hmm. So it's just even being out there and seeing cousins and stuff who've been wanting to see me since the day I was born. You know, and mm-hmm. they only know about me now through Facebook or like through phone calls and stuff like that. I think that's through mixtapes. Through through mixtapes. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that'd be dope. Um, I'm really interested to see uh, which auntie's gonna call me Fem Dot first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, but I, I'm 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 excited, especially with so much going on in Nigeria and like so much influence, like honestly from America and like you know they play hip hop in the clubs, they do all the other yeah. stuff. So like it with really also t- like incredibly uh, vibrant musical community and creative community. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, Afrobeats taking off, and that's all Nigeria and Ghana. You know what I'm yeah. saying. So like, I think um, it. I think I haven't been out there, but when I, whenever I go, it would be a great time to do so. So what does the uh, Nigerian community look like and feel like for you here in Chicago? Because um, I feel like sh- my, my perception of Black Chicago is that we have a v- very underplayed um, West African and Caribbean influence compared to other American cities. American it's cities. hella West Africans out here, specifically Nigerians. Mm-hmm. It's an abundance. Um, like especially if you live up north at all, there's yeah. no way yeah. you're not gonna run into at least one Nigerian. I think we're talking like Rogers Park. I think it's because I'm from the south side. Yeah, it's, but it's literally it's so it's 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 up north, south suburbs, and mm-hmm. High Park. Yep. Yeah, it's really interesting. That, that right? sounds exactly. Those right. are the pockets you're gonna That's find the exactly. Ghanaians or Nigerians. I'm telling you now, because because those, those are the areas I knew west. I knew knew best growing up, and I was like, why do I know? I got, why do like I had one auntie that lived over east, like <laughs> off like well, like like off Jeffrey or something like that. Like, but I, other than that, like I was up north. I was you know what I'm saying like I don't need to be. It wasn't to the point of me just being bad and exploring that I like you know what I'm saying yeah. discover stuff. But um, but yeah, I mean. Being Nigerian in Chicago is really interesting um, because some of the Nigerians that are here are mad Nigerian. Like, they fresh, you know, fresh off the boat. You feel me? Like, we here. And then, but there are some who are, you know, saying then you have first generations like me. Um, especially me, I don't speak my native language. You know, not fluently. I can understand a little bit. You Which know, is Yoruba. Yoruba. Okay. But, you know what I'm saying? So, like, then, like, it's, it's kids like me who, like, are black at home, are black outside, but Nigerian in the house. So, right. like, we have a whole different way of being up uh you know upbringing you know like 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 codes you know like you know social norms in the house yeah but then when we go out you know what i'm saying like to the black kids we're still african but to everybody else we're just right. black right you know what i'm saying so it's like that kind of like look at dichotomy like kind of just balancing so, that yeah the way you just explained that was the it seems like it's the result of you having thought a lot about that and, and figured out how to like balance and navigate and move through oh that. Like, yeah it's it's literally a, uh, it's like what my life has become because I had no choice. Like, I grew up around black folk. You feel me? Like, period. You know what I'm saying? Like, I interacted with, with black folk, period. You know what I'm saying? But like, when I was in, but I was always African until something black happened that I understood. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I understand it because we all black. You yeah. feel me? But um, but you, did you feel like you had to like do all this homework to like know the cultural? No, I mean no, because I'm I'm born in it. Yeah, I woke right, up. You know what I'm saying? Like I born like I learned English off the people around me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I learned you know how to move off of situations. But it's just interesting because I just learned both at the same time. Yeah, and it's just like a it's like a walking like culture class sometimes. Um, especially more or less when you're younger because now everyone like you know is is it like there's more of a pan African like mindset where people mm-hmm. kind of just want to appreciate mm-hmm. what's going on, and, even if it's romantic that there's still like an understanding yeah at least and i would i'm taking it even people who be like you know like like i'm I'm all for it even people who like do stuff just because it's trendy at least you're doing it like yeah you know like even because even when a trend fades you still have the information yeah i was on a, uh 
<laughs> I was on a, a, a all black cruise that my dad performs on mm-hmm. often, and so like often each night there's like a theme night, so it yeah. might be like a western night or black. And every year there's like an African garb night. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, for sure, I'm with the shits. You know what I'm saying? And then I, it is the only thing people call garb. Yeah. Everything and, else is clothes. And then I looked around and we, 95% of us had the same exact <laughs> pattern in different colors. And I'm like, oh, we kind of, we kind of bogus. Y'all, like, y'all, y'all got to diversify y'all. Yeah. I feel, I feel very whack and very like, yeah, like I got finessed and removed from you the, the source. Got <laughs> you definitely got finagled out the y'all I mean, I'm like, but. we all had that same dashiki. Right. And, now that, and now that you, and I didn't realize this my whole life. I'm like, wait a second. About ninety eight percent of the dashikis I've seen in my life are the same exact, exact ones. Yeah, joint, really and good. I never even picked up because the colors are different. One designer yeah. running the game, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. They be they be trying, you know. Some of them be Africans who be finessing y'all. Some of them, <laughs> <laughs> Nigerians are natural born finessers. That's just how we live. And then some of them just be like white people who be like, "Damn, like these Africans got something." So I'm going to print it in different yeah. colors. So, so, so with that, I think like. uh I think we we were like kind of circling around some because you know it's probably just the internet is the big like we live in the digital revolution yeah. so just information and connectivity huge, yeah. is is completely different but at least in my world there's a, a way greater appreciation of like African identity and African history and, and and attempts at African spirituality and culture even if fragmented and disconnected yeah have you felt that shift from like what you how you refer to just like black folk who oh absolutely and i think and i think the thing the i guess the biggest thing was and the thing that i'm blessed was is that i wasn't bitter about it Hmm. because i have the right to be like like there are people who are like bitter like also i want to be african but y'all was making fun of me when i was younger like don't try to come around now but like and the thing is i can't get mad at somebody for looking at it like that i really can't because it's like we, I know what they went through going up. It's a form of appropriation. You know what I'm saying? You know. But, but, but in the same aspect, like we still connect. We still connect. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? We still connect. You can't, you can't blame somebody who's been forced to hate to hate themselves when they finally start realizing they shouldn't hate themselves no more yeah. and be like, nah, to keep hating yourself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, but then again, I can't get but, mad for but, you. But yeah. you're entitled to your, your feelings. Really you know what I'm saying? So, what but do you yeah, think I, folks are missing? Um, in terms of in this attempt to like get deeper I think, connected to the roots, I think what it is 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 just a deeper understanding of history. Mm-hmm. Um, just realizing that all history is Black history. I mean, because even then, like, man, I got to learn about my roots and this, this, this. Let me start. Um, you know, what I'm saying, let me start and focus strictly on Africa, but not understand how Africa has impacted the entire world. Mm-hmm. I think, I think when people stop. <laughs> looking at Africa as a country or um <laughs> that would be a good start that'd be a, that'd be a great start. start but even just like looking at Africa as the same way they look at like besides Egypt or whatever you know and you know even like if they start digging into Kemet not, but that's that's whole another story <laughs> but if they start looking into Africa in general as a world power mm-hmm. as a continent yeah rather than looking at pockets of like Ethiopia right. when people don't even talk about Ethiopia, that's another story um but instead of like start looking at stop stop looking at these like small empires as pockets of power and realize that one all the minerals all the, you know what I'm saying like yeah. all of these resources come from Africa so you start take a step back and when you start reviewing history mm-hmm. and looking at you know like Africa in general as a world power and then realizing what has been divested and how much yeah of an impact Africa has done in the world, I feel like you have another... And this is just not even for just Black... This is for all Black people. Yeah, yeah. Africans and in it's general. like an, it's, a, it's an active... under. It's like a, an active history rather than a passive exactly. like colonial history of exactly. receiving things. Exactly. Of receiving... Like, once you start looking at it like, yo, like, like the center, literally the center of the world is Africa. And a lot of the elements that are... Ta- a lot of things that are taken and that are used or that have been adapted from your, you know, how your genes are made. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like that's the a, rubber and tires right. that allow cars to that's exist. That's all from the, cre- you know what I'm saying? So I got like, a good source for the people, a kind of like classic canonical text, and canonical means of the canon, how Europe underdeveloped Africa by Walter Rodney, if you really want to get into ooh, like a lot it, of the, yeah. to the ergo reading list that, yeah. that, that exists. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to really get to a lot yeah, of like, deepen, yeah. which minerals came from where, where and, and what mm-hmm. century different like, uh, antagonistic relationships and trade imbalance and, and the yeah. co- it, it really gets past just like the basic like 
you know, chiefs sold slaves yeah. into yeah. it establishes the, the, the economic and political Because even then, yeah. even certain slaves that were taken were taken from certain areas because they can build ships or they can build boats or because they were good right. with selling skills or whatever. Like, yeah. They're taking skilled workers and enslaving them, you know? Um, yeah. So how did you learn that stuff? I don't... I don't know. I kind of just was always in... I have, like, big homies who put me on game mm-hmm. a lot. Like, my OGs be put me on game. And then also, like, I always... So I like history just off the strength. So I used to dig into history just for me. Like I'm a I'm a science major. You feel me? Right. Like, not like I'm, you know, like looking up history. I always dig well in history, but I always wanted to know more, and I still science do. Major. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, talk. Yeah. <laughs> so I always want. To, I still want to know more. I still know nothing. You feel me? It's still just a yeah. small pinnacle of what I should know. But um, I just always kind of digged into stuff and kind of wanted to to see what was going on, like history. While I think it's just really cool to learn, yeah. learn about like. Because I would start learning about the Mongols and learn about, you know, like the Roman Empire. And then I'm like, what else is going on? And then what else is, mi- what is, what's missing? And then like, I'm a perspective person. So like, which perspective is this told from? And then yeah. stuff, and then stuff like that, like from there, you just start digging, like, yeah. and uh, kind of where I'm at now, where I, where I have a, you know, a decent, a somewhat understanding of what the magnitude of, you know, what, what our history is, but it's so much more I want to learn. Yeah. So let, let, that mode of digging that you just described how does that present in your music making? Um, I think the digging in music is more in myself than like, mm-hmm. than like, mm. other, like it's my music is very retrospective. There are a lot of things that I talk about now that I couldn't talk about while I was doing them. Hmm. Whether I was just, you know, it was super high and I didn't want parents to know. Or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, just like, because it's on a beat doesn't mean you should snitch on yourself. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you know, now it's past statute of limitations. So <laughs> But, I don't know. Parental statute of limitations are a little different from legal statute. Yeah, of man, that too. But we got, you know, we, we got to let it rock. You know, she gonna, she gonna love me regardless. <laughs> but um, you're past the whooping statute of limitations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, right, I'm, pa- I'm past. I'm past the hands. Yeah, so that's what matters. Punishment. So um, shout out saying? to unconditional love. Right, shout out to loving me unconditionally. I love you, mom. Um, but uh, yeah. So like stuff like that, and even I just things I didn't really know how to convey. I I didn't be I. It's funny because now I am um, marketed as a storyteller, mm-hmm. like when I rap. But I was that wasn't always a thing. I was usually it was just like you know I'm punch lines or whatever. So yeah. like I worked on my storytelling ability, and now I can't really write a verse without telling some sort of yeah. elements of stories in it, which is really interesting to me because I didn't realize it like a week ago, and I was like, wow, like, oh, that's a thing. You in the last week, I've been like studying the elements of story at a very basic level, like, and I'm really excited to hear somebody who says they've accomplished it, like in and, their poetry and in and their because that's I'd, what I'm trying to do. And I didn't think I accomplished it Reflect until people keep. T- until like I realized like I can't just tell a verse anymore that doesn't have some sort of element of story in it Hmm. and I think because I have a lot of stories to tell and um as I got older I started reflecting a lot and telling a lot of these stories and 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 we want to get them out for me you know um I don't really make them anything else I make them to kind of put me in a space um to see how far I've grown from there so I think the digging more or less comes from from me digging deeper in myself to kind of see because Cause you know, like, just as like you see how the way your parents are, and that's the way you are. Like, you see how younger you were, and things, and then especially as you get older, you start learning more about how things affect you. Yeah, you start digging it and going through stuff and reflecting, and then from there you can kind of see one how far you've come, and and what it and, and what what has made you the way you are. Yeah. So let's get specific. What's a uh, like a piece of you that has found its way, or a story that's found its way into your music recently? that you maybe wouldn't have been able to face when you were 16 or you wouldn't have been able to bring it to your music? Um, colorism. Hmm. Like, um, work on a new project, whatever, and I have a song on there called Snow in July. And I was talking about how, like, my if it wasn't for my sister, like, I would have struggled with my skin. And I didn't realize that till I got older. Because, like, I would come home, you know, like, Everybody heat each, you know, used to heat each other. Like mm-hmm. I'm firing anybody up. Like, boy, you ugly. You said, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm heating off. You know what I'm saying? That's just a reality. But also, like, like you don't really, you and you don't really know how much you internalize. Like sometimes, like when you lose that heat in battle. You know what I'm saying? Like, or just you know when it's like, a con- wait, wait till many people are laughing at yeah, this. Or even just like it's a constant thing. Like, yo, you black or this, this. Like, it's not like like you ain't got no, you ain't got no more jokes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but just the reality of like being picked on for being African or for my skin color. But then I'll come home with my sister like, oh, my handsome little man. Oh, your skin, you know, your skin's so clear. I love you. But if it wasn't stuff like like little stuff like that, reinforcing like my color, like I don't know if I would have been, you know, 
greatly in, you know, embracing my color so early. Yeah. You feel me? A lot of people who I know who are like my complexion, like it's not till later on in life that they really appreciate. And then they feel petty because people are like, man, I love dark skin, especially sp- specifically women. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and they're like, you know, now y'all like dark skin women, but y'all didn't like them before. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You used to make fun of me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but if it, if it wasn't for, and that's why you have like men who like, you know, bash women who like their moms, you know what I'm saying? Who have the same complexion as them because like that you internalize that. Yeah. And I feel like if it wasn't for that reinforcement at home, uh, I might, that might've went a whole different route, you know? Yeah. And I didn't really unpack that until now. Yeah. It's cool how long it takes to be able to, to like understand things to the point that you can write about them. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, I've seen you rapping and you know between wordplay and other spit for you know almost four years now yeah. i'm sure you've been doing it longer than that um and so yeah it's just it's a testament to having the patience to keep working at something yeah. and keep building your craft because like this sounds like this is an exciting skill for you like you're like oh man i have this thing now that i couldn't do before like you have no idea like because <laughs> I, I would just sit and listen to nas and like, and like how I, is this what? Yeah. Like, or like even like Hove, because it's really conversational. Yeah. Or like, or like, or I, even like now, like Cole or Kendrick or whoever. I was sitting study these people and be like, yo, like these guys are really good. Like, you feel me? Like, <laughs> yeah. point by play, like, yo, like, like the Kendrick gets hard for me sometimes. Like, it's the it's the dual feel of like, oh man, he makes me love this and want words to be a part of every second of my life, and also be like, oh, I should hang it up like this it's on a it's in a whole other stratosphere yeah and it's like (laughs) and it's like but when i listen to stuff like i was happy i got hove too like i went to the hove concerts or like oh yeah and hove's like one of the reasons i make like dead presidents was the first song i memorized one of the reasons i make music so like seeing him live like mine's i'm a very composed person i've never been live like i was on the banister like screaming like like, i was snapchatting and people were snapping me back like so you're human like because that's the only you know i never really have reactions (laughs) um but it's just like like seeing them make tell stories and like I'm like, yo, like, how do you do this? How do you, how do you, and then for people to come to me and tell me stuff that I don't really think nothing about, like my big, two biggest songs to date are stories mm-hmm. that I don't really, that I didn't think were going to do anything. They were mm-hmm. just stories that I felt I should tell. And for people like, man, that changed my life. Or like, that is a, a situation, or that is something that's like, you know, super, you know, I don't know how you did this or it blows my mind. What? Like, yeah. wait, what, what are you talking about, dog? Like, this like it's not even that good like, so, wow. like so, so 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 what i'm hearing is like you know getting a further realization of what you're doing from interaction with audience yeah from that process are you able to like reflect back now in terms of like process and procedure when that shift started to happen when you started to see yourself get these the capacity to like not just have bars that are bars but frame them in Self narrative and and like ex- excavate your own yeah story. You, I can, think, you, can you place back to that now? Yeah, I actually know this moment. Like not oh, the that's moment, great. but that's I do, great. I do like, like moments. <laughs> so I have a song called Crossroads. Is there a story about when you were able to start telling stories? Yeah, oh, yeah there man. is. So I have a song called yeah. Crossroads. It's currently my biggest song to date too. Um, like, and I wrote it for the project King Dilla that I made in 2014 when I came back to. So I I went to Penn Penn State my freshman year of college. And it was dope. It was super. It's funny because I ended up seeing you at Penn State. Like, oh, you, know, you was there. With yeah, the, oh, you, that's dope. Sister, oh came. shit, that, that's cool. Yeah. Right. I was there. I was there. So ironically, did we speak? Yeah, I think we chopped it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, did. Yeah. We did. It's funny because oh, I came. It's funny because I came back up to visit. That was like my sophomore year. I came back up to oh, visit. Oh, yep. And you was there, and I was like, hold on, y'all just yeah. gonna bring Chicago? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was beautiful. But oh, I forgot all about that. That's that's, dope. that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. You had a fro. <laughs> that was yeah, my dad. But that was super cool. That was on the back. That was the only time my sister and I and my dad were like booked to perform. Yeah, they're all at the together. show together. Wow. It was super dope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so that was cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but I couldn't really do music there. So I come back home, met Paul, paying the same. <laughs> not really <laughs> probably more um but uh so when i came back home i was really trying to like find myself as a person i was really like in this law like stuff wasn't really working out i was really trying yeah. to figure myself out that summer and all this stuff and i kept this concept king dilla and i wrote from this like super like arrogant and like when i were confident perspective just to kind of balance me out as a person like right. I, my confidence is low so why i'm gonna write from a level of ultimate confidence to yeah. balance myself back it's out. the like the the beauty 
in the power of persona. Right, it is. And but by doing this, I created a, a kind of alter ego for myself, and I discovered that I can be. You know, I, I had a new like element of rapping that I could use, but I couldn't maintain this. So like, mm. if, when I listen to the pro, listen to the project, it gets more and more calm. It starts off really super aggressive. It gets more and more calm really as it goes down. Yeah. And when it and it's like a seventh song, I couldn't keep that up for that long. You know what I'm mm. saying? So when I get to the seventh song, the song's called Crossroads. It's a story about my life and where I was at. And um, at a certain point in my life and what I could do, I always kind of dabble between like being really, I've always been really good at school. This dichotomy between being a really good student and being really good at school and having really good concept, conduct, but being on some hot shit. You know I'm saying it's just, I've always kind of balanced in yeah. between and that story was that. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I picked that was because um, the King Dilla persona that I've created would have done, would have went the different way than I did. Mm-hmm. So I told the story of what would happen if, if I would have picked that role. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And and um the thing is uh actually like when the story happened, like when the actual situation happened, it starts off with a phone call I got from my man's. And um when I got the call, I didn't pick up because I knew I knew personally myself if I would have picked up that call, I would have folded. Like it wouldn't have been no like it wouldn't have been this situation. It would have been the one I was rapping about yeah. if I picked up that call because we we talked about it previously. Like we yeah. talked on the phone. We, like I went to kick it with him and we talked about everything that w- would have transpired. So when he called me, I knew that's what he wanted to talk about. Yeah. And I would have folded because I know me. So I didn't answer that call and I did like math homework. Mind you, I didn't do trigonometry homework all year that year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but that day I did homework. Yeah. And um, then I, I wrote the first line. I got a call from my homie. He got a proposition. I wrote that first line when I was 17. Couldn't think of anything else. And then I come back to it after I'm going through all this stuff and I'm working on this project. I'm trying to find the last song and my homie Shaw plays the beat and I run and I flip through the notebook and I see that line and I finish the rest of the song mm. before the before he's done making the beat. You know what I'm I finished yeah. the rest of the song. And um, that moment was like, because I've, I've always wrote elements of stories in all of my last projects, but that moment I was like, okay, like this is... This is a story. Yeah. And it, I was listening to it this morning on the drive-in, and it definitely feels that way. Like, it has that, um, yeah, it has its arc. It, like, has its twist. It, like, is engaging and captivating, yeah. and the, the narrative, like, moves, and the writing's really strong. And it's it. and it's really interesting, because I even, t- I wrote it, but, like, okay, I wrote it for myself, like, because the whole idea was, like, me coming back down from this persona to the the core of who I am. And that's why I wrote it like that. That's why I put it as a last song right there. That's why I had everything set up like that. But then I was like, all right, cool. Like everyone asked, like, what song is gonna do the best on this project? I don't know, like the yeah. intro and another song. Not this one. Like, I don't really yeah. it's an outro. You know what I'm saying? Like it's cool. But that's my biggest song to date. Like that's interesting. And it's but the, I feel like that from that, literally from that moment on, every verse I've written has had some sort of story element in it. From that, from that moment. You know, as I'm thinking, as I'm hearing you describe it, it, it like if it reminds me of the effect of Duckworth on Dan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kinda, and, and like, I, I mean, not to that level, I don't think, but you I mean, know, yeah, but, but, but I'm just saying, but like, yeah, no, yeah, but not, like, not yeah. to be overly competitive, but yeah, no, but yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. No, Kendrick is my favorite rapper. So. Damon, we know that you are in danger of that. Of standing. Yeah. And I, and I, 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 I'd be, be in danger. Of standing yeah, look, I think we're all in danger of standing. But I, I really like, I'm trying to get over heroism. Like I really am trying to not have heroes and he makes it really, he makes it really difficult sometimes. Let's talk about someone who it's a little easier not to look at it's a hero, but also I think you mentioned, and it's something worth talking about in this context and it's someone who we like have clowned up here and gets clowned in the world and that is uh j cole so i want to i want to mention this because i think what you're describing is the thing that is the best that he does too yeah and it's something that sometimes i think for other reasons i'm dismissive of but i do think it's a really powerful skill that obviously we know like is moving to people and yeah. like pe- people connect with for you is there a fandom there how do you I personally, yeah. I personally love J. Cole. I understand why people may not yeah. like him. I feel like I've slighted him more than I actually feel. Yeah. I think he's a great storyteller. I think sometimes just the stories he's telling yeah. are not as engaging. Yeah. I mean, I I personally really, really, really like J. Cole. Yeah. I follow him since the day he got signed to Rock Nation. Um, like, I, even before then, like, right when the warm-up came. Like, I'm a really big fan of J. Cole. Um. And my thing is, I also understand perspective. So a lot, of, I feel like a lot of times when he's telling a lot of these stories, it's based on a perspective of what, how he was thinking at that time, mm-hmm. which, you know, may have, may have grown out of it, may have not, whatever. But 
my thing is people love the argument that and the reason why what blows me about like j cole like stands and mind you like i have all j cole stuff i know words i you know whatever mm -hmm. is the fact that they try to make it seem like he's being unnecessarily intellectual like man you just don't understand man and <laughs> yeah, yeah. no yes yeah, yeah, so <laughs> the gift that is j cole is the fact that he's able to take a situation that yeah. may be complex and say it in a very simple manner yeah. or he may take a very simple idea and say it in a and, and pull it apart like the whole idea of just losing your virginity is a very simple concept. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The whole idea of you know it wasn't like, that simple then. It was oh, it wasn't that simple. <laughs> but the, but that and that's what he and that's what he explained and that's what he explained that is not that simple. You know what I'm saying? And but that's the gift. Like the whole idea is just like you know like that. But the idea in the grand scheme of things is very simple. The idea of you, you know, wanting to be like one of your friends who sells drugs. But he's like, no, like, why? When I'm trying to be like yeah. you. It's not a complex concept. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yo, like, keep doing what you're doing. Don't be like me. That's literally the story. But yeah. the way you explain it is what is what the genius is behind it. Mm -hmm. But he's not using big words to do that. He's yeah. not, you know what I'm saying? So people love to be like, man, you're just not on an intellectual level to understand what he's saying, blah, blah, blah. man. Y'all, y'all basic. <laughs> no. Yeah. J. Cole doesn't use complicated things to As get As I like to across. say, everything's a projection. And J. Cole fans talking about how everyone else is basic. That is their own insecurity. Yeah, I'm like, basic. like they're like, yeah, man, you just don't understand, man. No, I understand clearly. That's, <laughs> yeah. That is the point of his verse. Yeah. Like, so why would you want? Why would you celebrate someone who makes music that people can't understand? Understand. It makes the the best music is is what you everyone can understand. I'm so sorry. how do you think about that in your stuff? Because like we talked about the storytelling piece, you are also someone who like your couplets and your bars are very. Um. I'm not, it's not complex is what I'm saying, but they're, you know, they're tight, they're, they're well-written, there's, there's different things going on. They are complex in craft, if not yeah. in story. Um, I mean, I, I like, um, I like writing period. Like, I feel like I'm a writer first and just, you know, I just happen to rap, you feel me? Like, I'm a, so I also like literary devices. I like kind of, and every word is very, as the, like every word I put on a, on a verse or something, it's supposed to be, even the, the, like yeah. it's supposed to be there for a specific reason. So like, I mean, I understand there are going to be some things that people just won't catch. Yeah. I've come to that reality and it's fine. Like, yeah. and it's like, I'm, cause I like it, you know? And I know if somebody does catch it, they'll be like, ah, you know, like there's certain stuff I put in my verses that only Africans and Nigerians are not. It's certain I put for science stuff or like whatever, like, but I feel like by me, and I like words. I like learning, extending my vocabulary and all other stuff. I'm well, I've worked really hard to be well spoken. You feel me? So, and I think the, the beauty of like, people really take the literary aspect of hip hop seriously is that, and I would imagine you, you would say this would be true. There's probably some stuff that would not be able to be caught unless it's like read on the page. On the page. Like, yeah. like there's a whole. Or like explained to you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and I think that's super cool, man. I think, I think that's a, that's, that's the, one of the beauties of writing, you know, poetry, hip hop, whatever. Like, I think that's the beauty of writing in general is the fact that you can have something and be like, man, like, like you can play like, even now I'm listening like first like Rhapsody is one of my new favorite artists mm -hmm. and I, I love her mm -hmm. she raps really she raps really, well really like really good mm -hmm. and <laughs> and it's just like with people like her and stuff like that it's like you'll catch something eight months later mm -hmm. you know I'm saying and you'll or like you'll see something you'll be rapping a whole song and then see something outside and realize she was talking about that like, wait what the hell like you know what I'm saying and that's really dope to me I think that I think really playing with your word and it's not to take away from anyone who doesn't, you know, put, you know, is not super in depth with every word. Some people just go off feeling, which is perfectly fine. But for me, like, I think being able to use words like an instrument, mm -hmm. you know, so like you, you have these different, you know, onomatopoeias and you have similes, you have metaphors, you have, you know, entendres and stuff like that. Or you have like ways you play with words, you know what I'm saying? Like slant rhyme, rhyming mansion with Wes Canson. Um, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that is one of, that is one of the all time great rhymes of all time. <laughs> I would have never thought of that. Also <laughs> that video, have you, do, you, do you remember the video for that It song? was fun. Bro, he had people leaking off the top hat. Right, that is unbelievable. It was beautiful. Um, But you know what I'm saying? But, and also, like just like I was back to this all black cruise. The first time I went was when that song was out. So oh, I always that was, that I had, was and so we were like going to mm -hmm. islands where it's like these like fourteen year old light skinned girls with flowers in their hair, like try to juke on me. Y'all, hell yeah. yeah, it's late. Oh, shitty, oh, shitty, it's a big bus. Get it. But nah, yeah, I mean, like I think wow, that was uh, good storytelling. You really took me there. Really took me. I was there. I, I I was holding you up. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> <My nigga. laughs> 
I was holding you up. <laughs> that joint and she got a dunk was out at the same time. It was yes. Because that was the rise world. of Soldier Boy, bro. Yes. Oh my God. It was so much hot. Like, parties were so toasty there. <laughs> Oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> we had every dance move like Ever. choreographed out for us already. Right. So there's we never been to... a time where you had like a whole eight bars. You of like dance yo, steps just, ready just to go. ready for the steps to go. <laughs> like just follow instructions. Yeah, people can follow instructions. That's it. Just follow. And instructions. You ready for this transition? Let's uh, from a instruction standpoint. Let's let's go into another kind of lab. Okay, where you're doing biological science. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I forgot about that. We gotta we gotta get a couple yeah, no, couple seconds important. on that. So what's, all, what's up with that? First of all, I hated labs. Yeah, I, have, like I avoided what, which is fine. Completely. Someone's got to do it. I'm not. I, I respect I it. it. I respect it. Um, but but the way they do that shit in school was, yeah. was not. For I was me. Uh, I, I was always since I was like six years old. I thought I was gonna be a rapper or a scientist. Um, I asked my mom. It's really weird. Um, She's like, well, I can pick one of those. For you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. But she had no choice. She had no choice but to just let it rock. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've always kind of been good in science. It's always very interesting to me. Um, just like learning how th- how things work. Um, and bio has always really been interesting. Like if I wasn't rapping, I'd probably be working for the CDC, like immunology and like infectious disease or something right now. Um, Are there like strands of the way you think about the two things that that match up absolutely I actually uh learn everything in like rap term like I, I learned all science stuff in regular life stuff like like for example like if i'm in class trying to like explain this and like my example is never going to be like so with the mitochondria do this it's like so if i went to the club <laughs> and x y you know I'm, I'm a like that's how i learn and um, that same in the club thing. specifically, <laughs> you have all your classes in the club, correct? Definitely, um, <laughs> each room. Um, <laughs> but just like how I think about things, um, like definitely translates to music, and and I never really thought it would like. But after stepping back and real- realizing, like a lot of ways, I I I look at certain science things and and how things piece together and how like cells work or whatever yeah. it's the same way i'm trying to piece together these that's words cool. that's cool yeah so i have uh as we wind it down a kind of a question like to bring us full circle mm-hmm. um so you started off talking about like you're in a, a stage of growth and we kind of got to that like yeah. through your art of, of how crafting your story has grown mm-hmm. what are some to be like as specific as possible what are some things you've grown from and now that you're at this new place that you're struggling to grow past in in this Um, time i think the constant growth right now is of um responsibility for my actions as a man and understanding what i do and how that impacts other people than me like um i think that's the biggest hurdle that i've got over but i still gotta i still am not fully over that yeah. yet so i feel like it's just more or less like like we're always told like boys would be boys and like you know like it's not till somebody has you know has you know like a significant other that leaves them or they have a child or you know that they're like man you know like i'm a man like everything makes sense now why do yeah. i have to wait that long mm-hmm. you know right. or why do i have to have that happen why can't i do that at 22 so it's yeah. kind of just like constantly how's, yeah, how's that process that. going it's going, man. Like it's just, it's just going. It's a it's an interesting place to be because it, it's the first step is being aware and then putting it in practice. So like mm-hmm. it's just a constant reminder, like or catching myself, like yo, like like you you can't do that, or like you can, but if you're gonna do that, let them know you're doing that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Don't be, you know, don't let what you do um, uh, affect others without you letting them know it's going to affect them mm-hmm. you know and making them make their own decision or whatever so i think it's just like kind of taking responsibility that's the biggest growth that i can see in myself and that is continuing yeah one to go back to the school thing for one sec yeah i ran into you actually on the depaul campus because my girlfriend went there and i yeah. know y'all had a shout class out together. shout out rosie mm-hmm. um it was a very. It's not just a class together. Yeah, she was telling me a little bit about it. Yeah. Oh, uh, what was the class, and what yeah. are a couple of memories of that? She was in what, like my white racism class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was called white racism. It was called white racism, bro. That's why I took it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm also a PAX minor, so peace, justice, and conflict studies minor, and it was after class like that. So we was in the class. It was it was beautiful because like. I think it's not, it wasn't like really any people of color in the class. It was me, her, like, which I think who else was in the class that was like, 
I was supposed to. I was, yeah, that was what she said. Was that the two of y'all were like everyone else was white? Basically, <laughs> pretty much is white. That's how I think of anybody else, but I really think it was just us. And so I'm sure I was, it was like one or two. Was like, oh, I thought this was the other way. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I was mean, trying to get some tips. It was like, it was like two people. It was like two people who dropped the class or something. It was like, oh, okay, now you come. Oh, don't be right. Oh no, yeah, oh, nah. but yeah, so it was cool. It was interesting. Um, hey, my, you gotta study everything. You know, you gotta learn somehow. <laughs> the teacher was super dope. I love her. She was super raw. Like she was like the closest thing I've seen to like a full ally. You know, mm. um, what was Rosie like in class? She was cool, man. Did she tee off on people. In that she, class? she, so, so like from what I remember, because I would fire people up. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm definitely in there. Like uh, but I wouldn't be like rude. But uh, boy. <laughs> so, but so like so like everybody had pot. I feel like because we were like the only like two people of color, mm-hmm. people of color in the class, like. Like people, like these, you know, white people be just trying. Like, and it's not like they're like trying to, like, they mean well, but like, uh, so it's definitely been some times with shit. Uh, boy, like, uh, hold on, let me tell my experiences that I don't understand. We are known to swing for the fences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you gotta just be like, all right, like, absolutes. We whip yeah. sometimes, yeah. but we're swinging for the fences. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like, yeah, like, let yeah, me just. Like, when you think about the colonial project, like, in terms of absolute terms, right? Like, it's obviously a negative, but yeah. like, on some math shit, like, mm-hmm. absolute value. Yeah. That's a really big project to go, like, yo, we fit a, we all fit of this all, shit. Yo, <laughs> we listen. We fit a wreck all, all of this That is the biggest group project <laughs> yeah. in history. That is the biggest group project we had. And you, 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 I don't like group projects with four yeah, people. Forget a PowerPoint. So, forget a, pre- a present. Yeah, we're going, exactly. So. But no, nah, no, nah, Rosie was cool. Shout out to Rosie. That so, cool. so <laughs> before that great anecdote, uh, I had I had a, a real clean segue. We talk we talk about responsibility, which leads me to accountability, mm-hmm. which is um, we're gonna get to a game that we like to do here every week at Ergo Radio. And those who are core followers and the base of this show know that this is the the the, the, the cornerstone of what we do. Okay, where so we we've had some very great conversation again. We talked about some deep things, but yeah. now it's time to get to the real work. Okay, cool. And it's about accountability. And there's one sector of the world, and I, I hope you feel the same, mm-hmm. that has run amok. Okay. And those people are R&B singers. Oh, so every week we like to invite our guests to start beef with the R&B singer and tell us why from any oh, era. Man. So as I like to say, we can go from Motown to David Ruffin and them up to your latest whatever little SoundCloud melodic dude. <laughs> And and we got to start beefing our and and I want people to know because I think this gets misconstrued. People think I'm hating R and B. It is actually from a love and appreciation of R and B. R and B is actually that I'm a, holding not in that bad of a state. Right holding R and B singers accountable. Um, it's actually in a pretty good state. Uh, if there's well, I had to start beef. Then I start. You can go to your life. childhood. You can go contemporary. R&B is my favorite genre too. So, so then you have all type. You know, you was getting SWV and Monica lullabies. Favorite, favorite group of so, all time. So, so um, you, so you know. Uh, let's you see. gotta have Ooh. somebody that we can hold accountable. Um, <sighs> did you give the Kells disclaimer? No, I mean no. Kells is kind of like he's already, the reason like, the game. I, I got to the point where I'm no longer disclaiming. I allow that to rock, and we put him in. And yeah, then I mean, we go for a second. Like Kells is like he's already, he is, he's it's, in it's the already, rafters. It's already like he's he has he has two jerseys retired. Yeah, the ra- shout out different Kobe. animals, same beast. Yeah. Um, no, nah, he's he's the worst. Worst. Um, but uh. You know what? You know what? Uh, Cassie. Ooh, wow! That's respectful. I, I can, I can, I can receive that because uh, Cassie, show your work here. Why? <laughs> she was not like she's a beautiful woman. Songs are hot, but like could not hold it. Could, could not no range mm-hmm. whatsoever. Diddy, please. Um, we still gonna be friends, um, <laughs> but just know that. I know what she was on. Yeah. She's one of the few singers that has remained like socially relevant, relevant mm-hmm. without people. I, I bet most people couldn't name even the one like hit. Yeah. I bet you there are many people who can't name one Cassie lyric, not even Can song. Can you name a song? It wasn't. No, it was not Dip It Low. Me That's and you. Me, me and you. Now, it's, it's, a, it's a jam. I've been waiting. Can we get make the move? But that's all. Like, it's no. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. All right. We, that's good. We're really close, but I, 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 I'm I going to push it. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to hear some raps, brother. And we're going to do it a cappella. All right. Cool. Cool. If you're cool, then do it. No, that's fine. We can. Uh, Consent is real. We can get into. <laughs> definitely. The realest. <laughs> um, all right. Cool. Let's see. Uh, let's do it. I got gum in my mouth and shit. I mean, move it over. Then you move it over to the side. All right. Um, does it matter like how like clean I have to be? Is that a thing? Yeah. Do you clean that? Yeah. I mean, I'm. I don't really. I don't really be. Especially not neutral. I don't really be. 
be too rough anyway. But regardless, Ajipai, we're coming for you. Yeah. All right, I got you. Um, little dude, I was trying to be a buck fifty. Said I was broke. I was trying to get a buck fifty. I got people who ride with me like buck with fifty. If you come for me, they come with me. Make them duck fifty. Since nine six, I've been the illest with rhyming. Word is Bond, James Bond, then my six. Let me find out how slick your mind is. Let me see how just quick your mind gets. He got hit with the four plus five. That's nine times five, like five plus nine nicks. Hold on, wait, let me go ahead and rewind this. Did you catch all the plus and minus? He got hit with the four plus five. That's nine times five. Now that's the four five. Nine times like five plus nine nickels. That's 50 cent. You know how many times that he got hit. Make this money. Take this money. Ain't no way you could take this from me. I'm going to keep it to myself. Get on tracks. Catch a body I just told on myself, G Dep, let's get it, whoa. And all black get robbed like whoa. More so rip your torso to flow like whoa. Got dudes twice my age calling me big bro. Cause when it come to their rap, best believe they don't. Want no problems with Dilla, cause if it's problems, they won't. And anybody can get it. It's all business, they know. I could have been moving coke just to fest in the borders. But instead, man, I just finessed all the borders. And the bonds and the nobles to semester is over. How you got a diploma still rap like you hover? Now I'm trying to put my mama up in a rover. Get metal on the feet like I stepped on a quarter. Dope flows, man, they just stepped on your quarter trump dudes who fired executive order now i see the future like the baxton them daughter shot a new mecca all them goats to get slaughtered yeah Woo! <laughs> Woo! that was uh that was pretty fun Woo! thanks man. i started by saying i know that you rap well i now know many more things about you but i also <laughs> know that i was telling the truth <laughs> <laughs> Word, I'll much it. love any any quick plugs anything coming up or um, where they can find you music? Yeah, you can find me fem dot at everything. Um, fem dot dot com. It's all spelled out. That's all my socials and etc. Um, and then working on a new project and just dropped a new video called Shots Interlude. It's available everywhere. Gang, 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 gang. gang Thank you gang. so much for being here. Nah, man. Thanks we for having Ergo me. Ergo Radio at Ergo Radio at all the platforms. We're not going to be out. we're not going to be on the radio radio next week because the station's closed for the holiday. But there will be a very exciting episode delivered to your SoundCloud and iTunes next Thursday. So, so do them following. Keep an eye out for that. Happy holidays, and we'll talk to you next week. Much love yeah. to the people. Gang, Peace. Gang, gang, gang.